0: First Time Feelings is a monthly podcast hosted by two Melbourne women exploring universal human experiences via micro-narratives based on first-time feelings. Whether it be shame, guilt, longing, anxiety or lust, each anecdote is an honest, witty and relatable vignette that taps into the messy human journey we're all on. Naming and reclaiming emotion, one feeling at a time.
1: Hi, my name's Ruth. And I'm Crystal. Welcome to episode three of First Time Feelings. Thanks for tuning in. If you're joining us for the first time, we're two Melbourne women and longtime friends exploring our experience of primary emotions via micro narratives, which we read to each other for the first time and then have a little informal question time. This episode theme is proud. So when we first decided on proud as a
0: feeling to explore, I was imagining that we'd both be writing about some academic or creative achievement in our primary or high school years. But the first time we both felt proud actually goes back much, much further than that.
1: I have restructured and recontoured, coloured in the early years in Sydney from photographs. The date on the back scrawled in pen by a parental hand. My father's writing is very neat. Print. He used a ruler. All his siblings' handwriting look like this too. My mum has a distinct flourish. Unintelligible cursive. I was bald, skinny and incredibly pale. I had large ears and an obsession with Spider-Man. I remember the room I shared in the flat with my brother. Two beds set up dormitory style. I remember a book stuck together with chewing gum. I was obsessed with chewing gum as a toddler, and I tried to take it straight out of my mum's mouth like a baby bird. I called my most beloved doll, Tunit, which later morphed into Junie. There are memories of hills, a view out of a window, a dark blue duna. These are sort of silent fragments without any real texture or three dimensionality which makes me think I have gleaned the image from a photograph and implanted it, but there are actually no photographs of the orange potty. To say that this is my first memory is probably true, and thus, my first memory is one of being afraid, but also determined and ultimately very proud. I woke up, alone in the dark flat while everyone slept. This is what they do, I remember thinking. This is what it is like to be alone, I'm quite sure that I felt afraid. And I'm not really sure if I tried to wake them. I feel that I didn't try to wake them. I feel that I wanted to do it on my own. An independent streak and a tremendous obstinacy was already developed highly at age two. I wanted to use the bathroom and I was going to do it alone. I can't remember the act, only the feeling of secret achievement after. The thrill and the thrall. The knowing that having a witness before you does not mean it didn't happen, but that it is even more exceptional when you alone know that you did it. It was like that night, seasonless and dateless, I became myself, autonomous. A template of myself was formed, stubborn, private, wanting to do it all alone. That is what I remember of the orange potty.
0: (laughs) Sorry, I... I do want to laugh but I'm also <laughs> just try to take it all in um it's just so funny like your story it, it reads like the first few scenes of a horror movie
1: <laughs> which makes it all the
0: more comical when it's revealed that you were doing a poop for the first time unassisted actually it was a wee. <laughs> oh i just assumed it was a poop time. <laughs> um Right. Oh God, my whole world kind of yeah. like blown now. I'm like, <laughs> I really thought it was gonna be a poop. Yeah,
1: not number two, number one. Yeah,
0: but it was your first, your first trip to the toilet. So yeah, that remains the same. And um, actually, when I was listening to the story, and I was thinking about you know how we decided to explore the feeling of proud, and, and then we were talking about how both of these stories the one that I'll read after this um you know both of them are there are first memories which yeah feels really kind of significant you know is there something self-actualizing about feeling proud you know you're kind of establishing yourself um in your development as a independence being, like separate to your parents who have been doing everything for you.
1: Yeah, I believe so. I, I think um when you see the ego develop, uh and, and that desire to be autonomous from the parent, uh, that must be why those that, that memory is um is formed as the, the first memory, the that that it's one of, of pride and achievement. And you see that in little um little toddlers and, and whatnot, they want to do it all themselves and um you know, and that feeling of of doing something momentous, um, even though it isn't. I mean, having a way now really isn't not that, not that momentous. <laughs> no, God. no, not for either of us. <laughs> <laughs> um, but yeah, it 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 definitely is about being separate from the parental body and also from their authority.
0: Yeah, it's really it's really fascinating. So you were two. I was thinking about like how you know were you able to kind of share that achievement
1: with your parents, but I'm guessing maybe not. I think I did later because I talked to my mum and I said she didn't believe me um, that that was or not not like she was like, that's that's not true, but she was a little bit incredulous about that, me being able to remember back that far because I think it's quite debatable. I know people I've spoken to, some of them remember it seems to like their memory seems to predate too, which allegedly isn't possible, but... Um yeah she was surprised when i told her the details um because it actually was that color and um the details of the flat are, are correct um, cuz sometimes i think you transplant memories from photos um, absolutely yeah and you yeah. can fabulate them and it's it's notoriously sort of unreliable um so i think it was later that i that i mentioned that but um she told me another story where um she was trying to teach my brother how to blow his nose and he's, like, four years older than me and he just couldn't get it, like, and he couldn't tie shoelaces and stuff but he was, like, reading when he was, like, one and a half and I just, like, apparently just went into it... <laughs> Do a napkin, and I was like super pumped that I could do yeah, that. You and, were a natural, yeah, natural I was nose a na- <laughs> <laughs> natural bodily functions, Yeah, I couldn't um, read Mills and Boone's books like he, he could at age <laughs> one and a half. So,
0: everybody's got their talents,
1: that's, I guess. Right. <laughs> <laughs> that's right.
0: Um, okay, well, I will tell my story now. Wonderful, my first experience of Proud. The back garden was a magical place for three-year-old me, especially in spring. The light of the sun shone down between the great branches of the jacaranda tree as it cast a dappled light across the whole yard. Its trumpet-shaped flowers drifted down to create a floor of purple that ensured the entire garden was bathed in colour, my then favourite colour. Around the base of the tree, nasturtiums added pops of bright orange and yellow whilst their lily-pad leaves, broad and flat, collected dewdrops that glinted in the morning light. The garden beds were filled with vegetables ready to be picked. Baby carrots, new potatoes and crispy lettuce. Each day, I would go out to inspect the new growth and marvel at the wonders of nature. It seemed truly like magic, that flowers would bloom and vegetables would grow from tiny seedlings. The garden was a wonder-filled place, full of activity and excitement. When my parents were busy in the house, cleaning and cooking and doing their endless array of adult activities, I would explore every nook and cranny, from the overgrown sugarcane patch that obscured the gate to the side alley filled with weeds and sourgrass flowers that you could chew on all afternoon long. The back garden felt like my domain. I'd developed a strange ownership over the area. It was the only place I was allowed to explore unattended by adults. I spent copious hours in the garden, just exploring and soaking in the nature around me. But there was one day when I decided I was not content with just exploring our back garden. I wanted to see more. With each day, I was getting more and more bold. Every inch of the back and front garden had been thoroughly investigated. Carrots had been pulled from the ground, lettuce munched straight from the rosette, flowers picked and dirt built into strange structures. I'd recently been gifted a tricycle with a small trailer attached to the back. I'd become quite fond of it, triking around the back garden. Now it was time to jump on my trike and make for foreign lands. The neighbor's front yard. I pedaled up the side alley through the front garden teeming with lavender and managed to unlatch the front picket gate and let myself out onto the street. I remember the moment clearly. The street seemed so huge and quite ominous. The cars parked on the street felt enormous. Directly in front of me was the promised land I sought, my neighbour's front garden. I couldn't tell you what attracted me to it. It just seemed so full and vibrant, and it was filled with flowerbeds, a perfectly manicured lawn, and one magnificent fruit tree. That was my pot of gold at the end of the rainbow. I paddled furiously over towards the house. I parked my trike at the edge of the lawn, Somehow, even at three years old, I knew I couldn't or shouldn't ride over the lawn. I was greeted by luscious orange fruit, all over the ground and hanging from the low branches. I later found out that these were kumquats, a type of Asian citrus. Something in my little human brain saw this as an opportunity not to be missed. I frantically gathered as much fruit off the ground as I could and loaded up my trailer full to the brim. When I could fit no more, I jumped on my trike and hightailed it back to the safety of my own back garden, losing many a fruit along the way. Back at the homestead, I parked my trike and sat on the ground in front of my trailer, full of fruit. A flood of new feelings washed over me. I had made it out into the big, bad world. I had made it out and come back with a sweet bounty of fruity deliciousness. I sat back in the dappled sunlight happy and satisfied with a morning's hard work under my belt, reveling in the completion of my very first independent achievement.
1: So, Crystal, did you begin a career of job to <laughs> after this heist? Um... I did
0: realise when I I wrote this piece, I was like, right, so is your first memory of feeling proud actually just, like, stealing? (laughs) My first act of theft. Yeah, so my my first act of theft I was very proud of. Um, Yes, I mean, that is that is correct <laughs> but in my defense I didn't understand what stealing was or True. the concept of stealing or like you know ours or theirs or yours or mine you know I was three so, I guess and, it was too, so and it was
1: fruit too and it was fruit
0: and you know i Basically, cut me some slack. Yeah, <laughs> I wasn't a three-year-old criminal.
1: <laughs> I love that. Um, first of all, I thought it was such a beautifully written piece, and you get such a sense of the garden being enormous. And I also felt the same way about about the garden when I was a child. So it's such a, a place to dream and 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 explore. Um, and you kind of get really territorial over it when it's like you're like a cat, like that's your <laughs> that's your zone, you know. Um, did your parents discover that you went missing or no they they totally didn't and also something
0: I was thinking about because I was like, wow did they realize that I'd you know I'd gone across the
1: road yeah
0: so a pretty dangerous yeah and I'd managed to you know unlatch the front fence and escape yeah um, but I think that was actually you know part of the brilliance of how you know I, Sort of, um, your envisioned, heist. Yes, my <laughs> heist. I envisioned this plan and I executed it. Yeah. And, um, you know, I completed the whole task without. My parents finding out. Yeah, it could be a very different story if um they found out and I got into heaps of trouble. Yeah, yeah. Be- Not sure I would. Um, it would be my first memory of feeling proud if they no, had found it out. it would
1: have been being in 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 a lot of trouble. But like I think also that's a real eighties kind of story too because. I think even though you were like fenced in and stuff, like um like we were always off like going missing and stuff. <laughs> These would be like CPS sort of stories <laughs> nowadays. I don't think yeah. you're allowed to be left home alone until like until like age twelve or something now. So yeah.
0: Yeah, totally. It's um it's very different times and I think um I mean even towards the end of my childhood, I think that whole like, you know, neighbourhood vibe and the street being yeah. safe had started to go away. Yeah. But when I was so this was mid oh, it was towards the end of the I guess it would have been eighty seven. Yeah. Um, there was still that feeling of like community and we knew all our neighbours yeah. and we trusted them and we weren't worried about the stranger you know,
1: danger element wasn't so great. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: yeah. So this is a, a story before the days of Stranger Danger.
1: Yeah. And also, I think what also struck me was like you're you're an only child, so um, so doing that also was really kind of revolutionary because I think like everything, I, and I'm the youngest out of two, so everything that like I would have done, my brother would have sort of done it first, you know, mm, yeah. and um, and so like making a break like that, you discovered how to actually break out and like you know get across the street and do all of that stuff. So the sense of accomplishment, I think, and the pride would be even greater.
0: Oh, absolutely. Because you didn't have a sibling sort of paving yeah. the
1: way for, you know.
0: Yeah, in fact, um, telling this story just makes me feel even more proud.
1: I was <laughs> like look at me go I'm glad I'm glad and I'm yeah, proud I
0: got out of the, the garden you know all the way across the street no one caught me I think <laughs> that was like you know the neighbour didn't see me I came back with a whole you know a bounty full of like delicious fruit which I think in the end didn't end up being that delicious no. but, but it looked beautiful and um I think my mum ended up making it into some like kind jam of like or something yeah, yeah. Like, <laughs> I wonder where they all came from yeah, yeah exactly <laughs> but um no, really, like there were just so many layers to the, um, the task that I think I had just felt so many, so many different emotions. But um, Proud was absolutely the, the foremost emotion of the bunch.
1: Yeah. And I guess also probably nostalgia for having such a beautiful garden. Too, yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Yeah. They were good times. Cool. Well, I think that's us done for um, episode three. We hope that you enjoyed hearing our first memories um, of feeling proud, which also happened to be our very first memories, which is really interesting. But um, yeah, please join us again. You can follow us on Instagram, um, First Time Feels Podcast, and you can download the podcast from the Apple iTunes app. And yeah, please join us again. Thanks very much you hey.